So yeah, Jordan, then she turns to me and she says, man, you're, you're a lot uglier in person than I thought. And I said, well, actually, it's legal to lie on the internet. So, uh, oh, everybody else, we didn't see you there. It's, your, it's the Big Dog, Matt Eichhorn here, with another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. And of course, I've got the little fuck, the, the Big Dog up and coming himself, Jordan Legal. Jordan, what's it going on, man? How's it going in the big Zoom machine, Zoom world we live in right now? Hey, it's going good. I'm getting ready for my move. Uh, all you listeners moving to a small town for a couple months. It's going to be a real Hallmark movie. I haven't even told you this, Matt, but mm. I'm going to be a sheep farmer. A sheep farmer. Woo! My family's got oh. a sheep farm out the, out in that area. That's what I'm going to be doing. So, uh, so what's that entail? Out there. Uh, you know, Here? I have no idea. You're going to shear the I sheep? Herd the I sheep, maybe? Shear the sheep, herd the sheep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't after the, the little lambs. We'll see. Nice. Jordan had a little lamb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of nursery rhyme uh, opportunities out there. It's great. I, I can't you wait. You can change this to a uh, big sheep, big sheep ball talk or something. Big lamb. Ball yeah. Big talk. sheep dog. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Big sheep dog. There we go. Yeah. Here we go. There's something <laughs> brewing there. We got something. We got the creative juices going. Anyways, as always, everybody, thank you so much for coming and joining in on the podcast today. We're continuing with the uh, third episode of our uh, NBA season preview division uh, previews. We're going to be kicking it with the final Eastern conference division team, uh, the central division. Uh, Probably, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to go to limb and say they're probably going to be the weakest uh, division in the East this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely not the most exciting division, but uh, there are some teams that have made some big moves, Jordan, and I think that uh, it could pay off pretty big for them, uh, especially in a division that's really had not too much to uh, be happy about in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, they've got the, the defending champions, the Bucks. Um, and, and the most, the team I'm most excited to talk about is the bulls just because of all their high profile moves. But then the, the Cavs and the Pistons especially have been kind of bore fests the last few years. Um, not really big marketplaces that players like to go. They've been in kind of long drawn out rebuilds. Um, and then the Pacers, uh, kind of, you know, they've shown some signs of life the past few years and, or, and, um, uh, so, you know, th- they'll be interesting to talk about too, but they've also kind of fell into what seems like a bit of a mediocrity loop and all the issues with coaching last year and, and all that have kind of sent, sent what was a bright future kind of looking more grim a little bit, but they've still got, they've still got some exciting players, exciting pieces. Yeah, definitely. I think they kind of, well, I mean, we'll get to them soon, but uh, I think that we're getting definitely uh, Orlando Magic vibes uh, yes. in our, our last episode uh, overviewing the uh, Southeast division, but you had mentioned it. Uh, they were definitely the most, one of the most active teams uh, in free agency this year. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, they added, and I hope people that have been listening to these uh, division previews, again, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope they've been uh, enjoying me butchering some of these names because I know that I have. I have. Here, no, I, well, I've I mean, been at- no, I'm saying I've been enjoying it. Oh, okay. So I'm glad. I'm glad you're getting some amusement out of this. Uh, and yeah. so we're going to start off, you know, the Bulls, they drafted A.O. 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 <laughs> Dasunmu at the 38th number uh, pick there. Uh, they also Perfect. picked up Alex Caruso, the bald eagle. We've talked about him. Tony Bradley. Uh, and then, of course, they signed and traded for DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball. And they also traded for Derek Jones Jr. from the Trailblazers. Uh, in that, uh, this big trade mess that they've been involved in they lost thomas sadaransky garrett temple daniel tice thaddeus young al farouk aminu lori markinen as well uh no uh no free agents really uh to speak of that walked away from them 
So, I mean, Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, I mean, I, people kind of look at them as like going all in. Um, I don't think like, yeah, they spent a lot of money, but I don't think spending money necessarily means you're going to be a title contender, especially considering how they've built this team. Like it's an interesting team. They're not going to be total crap or anything, but I mean, I, I don't look at them as anyone who's going to be, you know, I, I, I they're going to probably honestly be uh, at best like a six seed or a five seed in my mind. Yeah, they're kind of a polarizing team, honestly. Like I, I find it's kind of split. Uh, people think they're going to do, um, you know, sort of better than their generally agreed upon kind of over-under number. And some people think they're going to be way worse. It's um, So it, it's interesting because it, it is kind of hard to predict how all these pieces are going to gel. Um, but you, you have Zach Levine, and, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Levine guy, um, but he's really impressed me the past few years and in the Olympics it seems like he's slowly figuring things out, which it was kind of unclear early in his career. If he was mm-hmm. just going to be, you know, he, he always, he was always one of the best athletes pretty much that we've seen like in an insane um, hops and length and, and size. He, he's the sort of body that you want at the shooting guard for sure, but you weren't sure if he's going to play any defense or be able to do any sort of playmaking at that position. And uh, his shooting was kind of up and down early on as well, but He's become an efficient player and a, a, one of the best scorers in the league. Yeah. And uh, so they've kind of they they've went as all in as they can uh, to surround him. He, he's 26 now, so fully in his prime. Um, and I really like Lonzo Ball next to him for sure, especially sure. if he can keep shooting the ball well. Like that's that's always what what I lean towards as a really important thing. If you've got an explosive two guard or wing player, you want a point guard. Um, if they're not also going to be one of your like main scorers to at least to be able to spread the floor for you and knock down some shots. And Lonzo Ball, he's got an ugly form, but he he was hitting them really well in New Orleans. Still baffles me why they wanted, they were so set on um, getting him out of there because I thought him well, and Zion together would have been great. Exactly. But, uh, you're really just developing a chemistry there too. Yeah, no, exactly. It was a great, I thought it was a great combo, but who, who knows what the hell they're doing down there. But it's a good pickup for Chicago for sure. Um, I like Vucevic too. I, I everyone yeah. kind of is ragging on him a little bit now. Now that he's on a team with higher expectations than um, he had on the Magic most years, uh, about his a huge price tag attached to him, right? He he does he does Especially yeah and so yeah and I understand that part of it and people have kind of criticized his defense but I think he's just he's kind of one of those guys he's a rarity nowadays to have a guy with that size and that skill he can stretch the floor for you he can hit yep. mid-range uh, shots and, and he's got a decent low post game as well and so I've always been a fan and I, I like him there I think that gives him a lot of options offensively um, and then DeMar DeRozan kind of gives you that veteran uh, guy who can still put the ball in the bucket who's been there in, in big playoff situations. He obviously uh, still not a floor spacer at all, but you kind of take what you get with him in that regard. And uh, he, he's still an efficient mid-range shooter and generally a, a, a good offensive player, especially when it comes to playmaking. He's really kind of upped his game, especially since, sure. since he left Toronto and San Antonio. That was something he's really developed, which will help them, especially in the half court. Um, but all the question marks really are are defensively like they they could yeah. i could yeah. see them having one of the worst defenses in the league because it's all going to fall on lonzo ball uh to keep the perimeter guys in check because he he is a good defender himself but DeRozan and 
and Levine really are not. And, um, and yeah, they, they, they kind of struggle to put good wing defenders out there. Caruso is a good pickup for them in that regard. Cause he's a, he's going to compete on the defensive end, but, um, but we'll see. I, I think if I had to choose, I'm kind of right. I feel like I'm kind of breaking the mold. I'm, I'm kind of right in the middle on them. Like, I don't know. What would you say? Six seed ish. Cause I that's kind of where I, I see I'm going to say seven seed. That's my official pick. I think that yeah. the top they we could get was about five. Yeah. So f- five through seven, I could see them in there. I can't really see them getting higher than that, but, but I also don't see a possibility where they're fully out of the playoff picture or anything like that. Like they've no. got some competent players here. So, um, so yeah, I think they're going to be where projected and, and, uh, but in terms of like in the playoffs, I think I would give them more upside to upset someone rather than sort of, uh, potential to, to be bounced because sure. I, I do think I, I do like the moves they've made, even though it's not going to put them in the title race or anything like that. They, they they'll, definitely improved. And, and I think they be, could win a series. They'll be the first competitive team Chicago's had really since like the Jimmy Butler, Derek Rose yep. days, if we're being honest, I mean, yep. uh, They've, they've tried putting together different experiments. Uh, they've had some pretty bad luck in the draft, if uh, we're being honest as well. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know this as a fact, but as far as I understand, uh, or sorry, I can think off the top of my head, uh, one of the only like draft picks that they have from uh, the like, past couple of years is Patrick Williams. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who, I mean, we were, you kind of glossed over him. A oh, well, they got there. Kobe White as well. And Kobe White, yeah. And I mean, uh, there's two things with that. I mean, one, Patrick Williams, I mean, he's probably, he's likely going to be starting at the four for them. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's big enough. Uh, he's, he's pretty wiry. He's not exactly a, uh, it's not exactly a strong guy, but he plays hard. Uh, he'll be a very uh, gritty defender. He can kind of guard the perimeter. He can mix it up down low uh, with his length. But again, like if he gets a switch off from Butovic, I mean, like if, if they're playing against some of these dominant, uh, dominant uh, centers that we see, uh, so often, uh, like, especially in the East, there's a lot of big boys that uh, like to make the noise yep. down the paint. So, I mean, we'll see how they can handle that. And again, I think, you know, DeRozan, like, people, again, he was kind of playing on a, a crappy team last year. So I think some of his stats were kind of a little bit inflated because, you know, some people said, you know, oh, maybe DeRozan's an all-star this year, which I would have been totally cool with. I mean, I, I think that he's kind of been, uh, he's gotten the, the raw end of the stick. Uh, for yeah. the past couple seasons, definitely an undervalued and slept on player since he left Toronto, or I guess was traded rather. Um, but again, uh, and I know you're not big on Levine, but again, I, I really do see Levine as like a guy who could possibly win like the scoring title this year. Uh, yeah. yeah like he'll probably that. be in that like 27 to 30 points per game range. Uh, he has guys that also he can you know, rely on. Uh, it's not like when he has an off night or a cold shooting day, uh, he's just going to be sitting there forcing up bricks over bricks over bricks he's going to be able to pass it out to a lot of reliable guys uh even just having Lonzo like a, a definite playmaker that's not going to be you know taking shots from him or taking shots from Vucevic because I think that yeah. Kobe White is going to serve better as that kind of that six man uh for them uh, just coming off the bench and just trying to get buckets in the second unit uh and then having so him and he's he's tall as well I believe uh, Kobe White's about six five so he can play the two guard uh, and yeah. then Caruso can kind of lead at the point, but even then, I mean, they have a, a lot of guard heavy. I mean, they don't have a, a ton of small forwards or power forwards, or even at center, they're not uh, totally equipped right now. Like, I mean, as I said, like they had moved on from Daniel Tyson. Uh, I, I, I mean, I actually really like Tyson's game. Uh, he's yeah, a, I think Tyson would have been good for them. Uh, he, he, he stretches the floor well. He's a bit of an undersized center, but he plays a lot bigger than he actually is. Like, I believe he's only listed at 6'9", but when he's on the court, he looks like a 7-footer. Uh, yeah. 
so yeah, I, I think that it's really going to come down to Ken Levine, take the next step and be a definite leader uh, on this Bulls team. Uh, Vucevic is definitely a big, big thing to watch. Uh, Cause again, it's a lot of promise money to him and DeRozan as well. Like by the time this contract ends, uh, it's kind of like we were talking about with Lowry, he's going to be kind of uh, on the way out, I think in the, uh, in the, uh, the NBA. So, I mean, it's going to be a question mark for Chicago. Maybe they'll, they, like, I mean, I, I won't say I'd be shocked if they kind of come out to a blazing hot start and they're really exciting, but I just don't see them being a, a title contender this year. Um, and I no, really definitely don't, not. I don't think they're really built even for the future, which is kind of unfortunate because I mean, they've got yeah. a lot of money locked up to quite a few guys now. So if I, if, honestly, if we're, if we're looking at it right now, like from a future perspective, they're pretty much just banking on, you know, DeRozan being able to be a reliable third option and then building around Levine and the, and uh, Lonzo as a kind of a future backcourt, which I mean, kind of a cool, kind of, kind of a cool mixture there. But uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think, I think that the, the depth is going to come back to get them as well, but uh, it, it's going to be interesting in the Windy City, which has been, uh, it's always nice when the Bulls are in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sea yeah. of red. See the Chicago fans. I have something to cheer for. Again, I think that because of you know the Michael Jordan effect, like the, when the Bulls are good, everybody likes it. The same thing with like the Lakers or the Celtics. It just feels right when they're good. Doesn't feel yeah. good when John uh, when Paxson is you know making them a laughing stock. They're hiring coaches that are making them run suicides and the other college drills. I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice to see a change and a, a bit of a culture switch there. Um, but I, I think we pretty well covered uh, everything we need with uh, the Bulls. And we're going to go and take it over now to uh, Cleveland, Believe Land, place that's been completely, Cleveland. absolutely irrelevant ever since uh, LeBron left, which was kind of exactly what happened the first time he left, too. So yeah. uh, history does repeat itself. Uh, this year, the Cavs drafted Evan Mobley at number three. They added Jared Allen uh, back. Uh, they extended him in, uh, th- in the offseason. Uh, and they also traded to get Ricky Rubio and Lori Markkinen. Uh, and in those moves, they traded away Torian Prince and Larry Nance Jr. Uh, I mean, I think they're moving in the right direction. Uh, I think that uh, the biggest question mark right now, you know, is, is Sexland going to stay together? Uh, yeah. one of the best backcourt nicknames I think I've ever heard. Uh, I mean, this, uh, I, I mean, Splash Brothers, Sex Land. It's, it's probably a, a one and two kind of deal there. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Colin Sexton. I think that uh, him and, uh, and uh, Garland definitely do not work together, though. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I mean, they're both about 6'1". Uh, I don't like short shooting guards 99% of the time. I like them to stay on the point. Uh, no. Or if they're going to be doing that, they need to be coming off the bench. Uh, it's just a personal preference. Again, everybody knows my brain's for some reason hardwired in 1975, where I just need these, <laughs> like seven foot guys doing hook shots. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's been tons and tons of rumblings around maybe a Colin Sexton move. So uh, what do you think about the young bull going on the move? Yeah, I like I, I think if I had to pick one of them, I, I like what I've seen from Sexton more so far. But to be fair, like I, I don't really know where where Garland's gonna fall career wise. Like they're 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 both like Sexton twenty two, Garland's twenty one. Yeah. Um, and and Sexton had uh, this run of crazy scoring games, which I which I didn't uh, ever ever really predict from him really that early. I guess it was partially due to the fact that they they uh, you know they've got a lot of uh, ball like they they have. 
a lot of scoring to to go to him. Like it's not like yeah. they, they're a really competitive team. You know, he he can take whatever shots he wants. So that partly could contributed to it for sure. Um, but Garland's like kind of popular among other players in the league. Like people really like what they see. I was just listening to something. He's called the magician. Podcast. Magician with the crazy draft suit, which wasn't a suit. I, I love that uh, white flowing. Yeah, flowing yeah. Robe. Did you see that? Well, it looked um, he, it looked like he was wearing like a bathrobe. I remember people thought yeah, that he was yeah. wearing it first. I mean, yeah, he kind of. I think that my favorite one. People said he looked like Luke Skywalker, like with the Jedi, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Jedi outfit. I like that. Yeah, but uh, no. Apparently, one of Steph's favorite young players is Darius Garland. Like he just loves him and. But uh, but I haven't really seen that that much from him to make me to to make me think that he's got an extremely bright future or anything. Like he can kind of do mm-hmm. a lot of a different a lot of different things. Um, I, I he's undersized, which, like you said, I, I don't love that, especially as the pairing. Like I, I don't yeah. think they should be kept together, and and um, I, I don't think that's the answer for them going forward. That they've either got to pick one to move or. Um, yeah, re- maybe relegate one of them to the bench. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they got and Isaac Coro too. They took with the well, top exactly. pick, right? So I mean, uh, yeah, uh, they they have a guy who can shift into that shooting guard role, and even he's only six five. So yeah. they kind of drafted a lot of these short guard slash like combo forwards, and then they just had this this crazy surplus of these centers and power forwards that are all seven feet with Mobley, Barton, oh, yeah. and Allen. I mean, and they had Drummond before. I mean. They're going to control the offensive boards for sure. I mean, they're going to be tough to box out every night. I mean, they're going to be rolling through a murderer's row there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Larry Nance uh, would have actually really fit in uh, on this team. I think that he could have, uh, you know, really mixed it up down low and, you know, just beat teams down. Uh, but obviously he's not going to be there for that. But uh, Torian Prince, uh, we had just mentioned, I mean, uh, he, he, him being gone as well, because he was actually, I mean, he his career hasn't exactly gone uh, – as planned from how it started yeah. off. But I mean, even he would have been good just as a, a wing defender. Cause right now, I mean, Isaac Okoro and Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are, they're going to struggle for sure. Yeah. And, and well, you hit, you, you mentioned it. That's the, the most baffling thing about this roster is the, the centers that they have um, uh, or, or fours and fives, like to make the move for Lowry Markinen, um, I don't hate it. Cause I, I do mm-hmm. think he's still, um, he still has a bright future if he can get to, to the right team, um, you know, and, and showcase his skills. Cause I, I, I like his size and the way he can shoot the ball. And he did show some things in Chicago, um, yeah. before he kind of fell out of favor there and he, he had injury issues. Um, but he, they need to trade Kevin Love away because he makes zero sense on this team. And I've been just waiting for that to happen, but it seems like there's been almost no traction. I guess the market for him isn't that uh, you know well, that big right now he's I'll, I'll i'll cut you off right there man uh if you, you you said the magic word man you said kevin love this was Pee- oh, did i trigger you if this was, was Pee- this herman's uh if this was Wee herman's playhouse man everyone would be going ah right now <laughs> sorry to anyone listen to this with headphones on i i don't really care though uh but i said like uh, this is my rant get Beautiful. it out of the way early give kevin love his damn flowers what the <laughs> hell has that guy done to deserve being left in the bench to rot. Nobody cares. Nobody cares but Kevin Love. Invite him to you at Team USA. Uh, oh, you come here. Actually, Kevin, get the fuck out of here. We don't need you, man. Uh, take a hike. Go back and sit in Cleveland, one of the worst NBA cities you could possibly be stuck in. The only reason you're there is because GM LeBron wanted you there to carry his ass. 
poor guy was a beast in Minnesota. He got into shape. He changed his game. The guy had all these all-star appearances, and now he just has to pay for this. It's not his fault, man. He, he's a freaking fatality. He's a uh, he's an innocent bystander. This isn't fair to him. They should let him. They, they even said they're not they're not going to even let him get bought out. They're they're only going to trade him. That doesn't make any sense. Let the guy go where he needs to be. Let him have another chance at a fucking title. You know, I don't disagree with you, Matt. I, I agree. I want him. I want him gone so that because, like, the the biggest reason I want him gone is because I've always been a fan of his game, and I want him sure. to go somewhere and sort of reinvigorate himself a little bit and and help someone because I think he can. The thing, what I've always wanted, uh, somehow, um, and this was kind of rumble. There was rumblings about this um, mm-hmm. at certain points. Was him going to somewhere like Portland, um, yep. and, and and playing with Dame, and uh, and Nurkic and. And whoever's there minus, you know, whoever you give up to trade for him. But I think, I think they've be... actually been linked for a couple of seasons now too. Oh yeah. And I've, I've heard it, but it, I don't think the talks have gotten, gotten very far. Like I, I get it. He's kind of, he's getting up there in age. You don't know um, how productive he can still be, mm-hmm. but I think definitely you just got to get him out of there because he, he, he makes even less sense on this team now that you've got Markin and you've got Allen, you've got Mobley, you just drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he clearly has he has no intention of being the uh, kind of sage veteran there to help all those young guys. He's uh, chucking the ball at their heads because he's frustrated even when he does play. He's literally um, throwing his hands up and not even going yeah. back on defense. Like I've never no. seen guys like ever give up like that. And he, like, he, he yeah, he's not even hiding the fact he doesn't want to be there anymore. He, yeah. So so get him out of there. Uh, I agree. I agree. I don't know where anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin, we're taking you home, man. He should have went to the Lakers. Well, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Get him perfect. back with LeBron. Oh my God. Yeah. Anywhere. Awesome. Mark Hell, the Clippers. Someone. Anyone. Please help. Help. <laughs> but you know, and we're also talking about uh, the, the bigs there. I mean, you, we've talked about him a couple of times glancing over Evan Mobley, who I was huge going into this draft. Like I would have possibly taken him with the number one pick. I think he's going to be a generational guy. Uh, I think yeah. I he has the potential to be, I mean, a seven footer, he can pass, he can shoot uh, and he's athletic and fast enough to move down the court. Uh, yeah. Like I, I see a lot of, you know, uh, like Carl Anthony Towns almost, or uh, even a little bit of Jokic. Uh, obviously he's not at that level. I'm not saying that he's going to be some kind of like a, like a top three center right now. But, yeah. I think, you know, three, four years down the road, I think that we're going to be looking at a top guy. Uh, the only thing, again, is he's going to be walking out there and playing a lot of power forward probably. Because when they yeah. re-signed Jared Allen to that massive extension, people went, okay, well, they're probably going to go maybe Jalen Green, which probably would have been a good move. You trade yep. Garland or Sexton, and yep. then you have a top, like a really great shooter and scorer, and then you can kind of build around this. And now yep. you're going to be stuck with, you know, a log jam, a power forward in the center. And you get Chetty Osmond still somehow getting 30 minutes or 25 minutes a game. I'm like, looking at their roster. Do they have Taco Fall as well? Yep. Yeah, I believe they do have Taco Fall. So, Is I it, mean, Because like, he's here now. I don't know if he's been moved since then, but I don't think so. No, I think they've got to have the there. most – they've got to have the most players 6'11 and up on a, on a roster in, like, 20 years. I, 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 yeah. I, I don't remember – this because because I mean Lowry's listed as a seven footer. Um, I don't know if that's I don't know if I quite believe that, but he's he's six eleven ish for sure. He's, he's tall. He's and, a big uh, boy. The Finn he's Reaper. huge. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, but yeah, so yeah. My God, it's gonna I, I've be never seen this many season. tall men. Yeah, it's gonna be a tree trunk uh, fest out there. They're gonna be uh, walking around just gangly looking, trying to you know put together some offense. 
I hope one day they get in some foul trouble and they do roll out some crazy like like talk about the one footers. yeah something crazy hey taco fall you showed some range taco, last taco. year yeah oh there's gonna be tons of taco chance there i mean that's probably gonna be a that's probably probably what cleveland fans are looking forward to most if we're being yeah. real and actually all on your roster like if, you I, if I, as a raptors fan i would love it having taco oh i'd love it i'd love it it'd be another bruno bruno caboclo type uh type deal. when he gets in you you freak out uh, um but quick, you you, you said his brag. name I, I, yeah, I, go ahead, go ahead. I did I did start a uh, we want Bruno chant uh, in the ACC. Uh, uh, and everyone, you got everybody going. Oh yeah, I was the first one. Uh, my uh, I don't my, believe my, you my at loving, all. My loving girlfriend Savannah was there. She can vouch for it. it was actually we'd only been together a couple months, so uh, uh, she probably was like, "Oh my god, he's so cool. He's so sweet. He's a Look leader. how he commands the crowd. Yeah, yeah what a he's, leader. He's a man among men. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but she um, Please, I, I allow it. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're showing great leadership. Thanks. Um, you said his name. I actually like Chetty Osman. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like him. <laughs> I watch him, especially when I watch him in international yeah. play. I think he's Turkish. Yeah, something he's like Turkish. that. And uh, I like his game. Okay. And LeBron <laughs> liked his game. That should tell yeah. you something. LeBron loved playing with that dude. And um, so, but, but yeah, if we, we, we're just going back to, to just their roster in general, you, you've got to get rid of love yeah. and, and fine if you've got you've got Allen Markin and Markin and Mobley now mm-hmm. you can make those three work but but sure. even then you're pushing it you know do what you will but but yeah I would say biggest priority for them is to pick between Sexton and, and Garland mm-hmm. um, like if if that's kind of what they're doing right now to figure that out in, in the like if that's why they're playing them together to make that decision then you know I get it but sure it's not uh, it's not a not everyone can be uh, Lowry and Van Vliet, too many guards in the, in yeah. the backcourt. That's not 99 times out of 100. Well, that's it works gonna when both cause them, more problems. Yeah, it works when both of them can play defense. Neither one of them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no. yeah, definitely yeah. doesn't work that way. Uh, and just before we move on to the, the next team in the division, uh, I just wanted to ask you, have you seen the, uh, the photo of uh, the Chetty Osman like awkwardly fitting into this? It's like LeBron, KD. Man, again, I'm not remembering every single. Guy. Oh yes, yes. But it's like all these NBA all yeah, 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 yeah. legends, and then it's just Chetty. That's why Osman. I love him. And he's like in the very front too, and he's like sticks <laughs> out. And then it's like, man, what? Why did LeBron bring this guy? Do you think it was fun? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe LeBron's actually like a bully. He's like a he's like a middle school girl. He's like, oh yeah, come Jessica, come come Chetty, come to our come to our run. Dwayne Wade uh, will be there, and then she, and then he goes, uh, "Oh, D Wade, did you see him flash? Oh my God, he's so he's so shit." Uh, anyways, uh, I'm gonna try and set a challenge to myself and not do like a female impersonation for the rest of this episode. It's gonna be tough. Uh, we're only two out of five. Yeah, teams I, I really doubt. I really doubt <laughs> uh, you can make so it. The next team we're talking about is uh, they had the number one overall pick this year. Uh, they were a bottom of the barrel team, and they're trying to get their way back up uh, the rankings. I mean, it's been. Uh, a pretty almost two decades since they were really competing uh, for, you know, a title or even just playoff contention uh, legitimately. Uh, that's the Detroit basketball, Detroit Pistons. Uh, they drafted Cade Cunningham, obviously with the number one overall pick and they landed Isaiah livers, Luca Garza, who is a college basketball phenom. And he actually gets some burn this year. Uh, they also have Balsa Corp Vicha. I'm going to say it's a Vicha, not Vika, number 57. Uh, and then in free agency, they picked up two Canucks and actually, pardon me, <coughs> three Canucks, Kelly Olenek, Corey Joseph re-signing and Trey Lyles. Oh my, oh my. Oh, Canada. 
And uh, they also re-signed Saban Lee, which was, uh, you know, a nice under-the-radar signing there. Uh, they lost Mason Plumley, which we had talked about when we were going over the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and they also lost Wayne Ellington, who uh, I honestly forgot was even on the Pistons last year, uh, as he's now playing for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, yeah. Jordan, I mean, looking at the Pistons, not a lot of expectations there. They're still going to be, I think, a pretty weak team, probably, you know, around the 13th, 14th, 15th seed. Uh, yep. They're, they're going to be one of the lower teams in the East. But I think that they're moving in a good direction. I mean, they faded for yep. David. They got the number one, like the consensus, consensus number one pick. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a generational guy. He can play point, shooting guard, small four. Uh, hell, you could probably even put him at the four. He's six eight. He can ball yeah. handle. His jump shot, maybe still a little bit suspect. I mean, I, I'd like to see, see him shoot it a little bit more in the NBA before I have a final opinion on that. But, you know, he, he's still going to be able to shoot a little bit in the mid-range and a great finisher with both hands. He's athletic. Uh, I mean, they couldn't have gone wrong with that pick. Uh yeah, but uh, as we look around, it's just right now in the rebuilding stage, the reason that I think it's actually better for them to lose, just play these young guys and keep losing is because they don't really have any other pieces that for the future they can build around them. Because right yeah. now, Jeremy Grant is probably the, the best guy that they've got next to Cade. And he's already, you know, he's in trade talk, blah, 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 trade talks already. So I think yeah. you know, we're looking at uh, we're looking at a loner team. And uh, a lot of these guys probably won't be uh, suiting back up in the red, white, and blue next season. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're right that Cade was the right pick. Um, he was, yeah, pretty much everywhere you look, the consensus consensus number one. Um, and, I, yeah, I love his size and his ability to ball handle. And uh, I, I, I see nothing wrong with his shot. Like, it's a little bit slow, but mm-hmm. I think he can, uh, with a little work, um, and, uh, you know, with, yeah, with time, he'll, he'll be totally fine in that respect. Um, he's not as explosive as an athlete as the other, uh, you know, sort of um, like definite hit number one picks have been sure. over the yeah. past, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 10, 10, 20 years, even like he, he's not one of those freak athletes like Zion or LeBron or anything like that, but, but he, he's athletic enough. So yeah, I, I love the pick and I love what he can do. I love kind of the comp to a, Luka Doncic E type player who can really control the pace, um, can sure. facilitate and score for you. So I yeah, think, I think they knocked that one out of the park. Comparison. Yeah, yeah. And then they have Isaiah Stewart, who's an undersized center, but who mm-hmm. uh, who Detroit really, really liked last year, and they think he can be the the center of the future. And uh, he, he definitely plays bigger than he is, and, and definitely. I'm I, I'm a fan for sure, and we'll see. Hopefully, playing with a uh, 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 like a, a talented point guard like Cade going forward, those two can kind of develop some chemistry, um, and uh, so so I like that. And I I don't even mind. I, I I'm okay with Jeremy Grant being there, even though he doesn't really fit the timeline long term mm-hmm. down the road. But he's a guy who can score the ball, and um, you know he'll he'll help them to get at least even if they're not you know any sort of meaningful regular season games and get them in close games to get those experience yeah. that experience to Cunningham and the other young guys. Um, but then beyond that, I'm just looking around and I just, they have the, they have one of the most or sort of the biggest collection to me of young guys who are kind of like beat writers, wet dreams. Like these people who kind of <laughs> say, Oh, this guy's amazing. Oh, this guy's under the radar. Good. And I'm like, okay, you know, for, forgive me. I don't watch that much Detroit basketball these days, but I really don't think these guys are that good. Like Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes and um, 
Well, uh, who else? Who else? Well, I guess Isaiah Stewart a little bit, but but like I said, I do like him. But there's there's a few guys who just have kind of been going under the radar. Radar young guys who mm-hmm. people have been been fans of, but haven't really been able to break into you know really really show that they're going to be stars in this league or anything sure, like that. Yeah. So so yeah, I agree with you. It'll be uh, uh, I think it's in the best interest of of the Pistons to continue to kind of shoot for the lottery a little bit um, because uh, yeah, I don't think they're quite ready to, to get off the mat yet and, and become, uh, you know, anywhere near playoff contention. So. Well, it's funny you brought him up, man, because Killian Hayes, I was huge on this kid coming into the NBA draft. I (laughs) loved him. I, I, if you watch his tape from when he was playing in Europe, he was fantastic. And I, I think he was just kind of, but getting finding his footing playing in the NBA, uh, I don't think a lot of it was. He is still training. young, to be fair. Like I don't want to. I don't believe I... turning twenty this year. Yeah, so I'm not saying he's a bust, but uh, he's... yeah, he has got to show something this year. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Because last year he was he he was a non-factor. He didn't do anything, uh, which was yeah, really disappointing. But I I think he's got the tools. Like he's not he's I think he's about six two six three, so good point guard size. Like I mean, yeah. uh, if he can kind of put together like a a good sophomore bump this year. Like, yeah. I mean, him and Kate as a backcourt could be really exciting. And I think like Detroit yeah. fans should be, uh, should be excited for that potential pairing. Uh, but right now, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, like, I, I can sit here and say, Oh, I've, I've seen something in this kid. But again, like I also was just like blinded that, Oh, Anthony Bennett. Yeah. That guy's probably going to be good. First <laughs> Canadian sweet. UNLV yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness though, I mean, uh, yeah, they do have some young guys that I think that, uh, you know, they can uh, they can build around with Cade. Uh, but again, yeah, I think a lot of the these roster additions, like I, I think Jeremy Grant actually. And Hamidou uh, Diallo, too, Diallo, too, is another guy who kind of like. Yeah. He, and people he's, like him. He, I mean, he's a dunk contest champ. He's got that going. Yes. No one can take that away from him. <laughs> uh, but a big thing with Jeremy Grant uh, that is actually, as we were talking, I just kind of thought about this. He's actually in a perfect situation because he's, he's got his contract. He's cured the bag. He's good there. Yeah. He's just kind of balling out and waiting for them. He knows that he's probably not going to be there for the future. Uh, yeah. And it's probably beneficial for him and the Pistons as well. Uh, they can deal them and get some picks. They could get a first-round pick for Jeremy Grant, no problem, from a contending team. Uh, Big time, yeah. They could get a first-round pick, uh, or they could get some young, uh, like, you know, like prospects and, like, 20, 22-year-olds. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that just having him sign there was actually a good move to build for their future, even though he's not going to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And even a guy like they, they picked up Corey Joseph, um, who – you know, by, I can't believe I'm saying this, but a veteran in the league. Cause I remember when he was such a, such a young, young pup Playing back with, with the Spurs. Raptors and before yeah. and, and with the Spurs, but, um, um, and, and he's, yeah, he's going to be one of the older guys on the team and he's, he's a table setter, like a good, good playmaker and he's going to play solid defense for you. So yeah, I definitely think they're going in the right direction and they're going to be able to, um, you know, w- when they want to put together a, a, a solid, 48 minutes of basketball and get these guys some reps because um, yep. yeah, Cade's going to need it and all these young guys. And then, yeah, like I said, of that kind of group of guys who everyone's, you know, you know, pick, pick your, you know, which random young player you, you're in love with. Yeah. You know, one of those guys is going to stick and, and a few of them more, a few more of them probably won't. And then you'll have some decisions to make, but um, yeah, this is the, 
these are the growing pains of a rebuilding team. You're not going to have high expectations, but you're going to have some some room for for improvement, some reason to be excited. So, I think definitely of, going in the right direction. This is a weird claim. I'm gonna, I don't I don't I wouldn't call it a hot take, I guess, because it's just a, it's so uh, I don't nobody ever says it, but in my mind it makes sense. Also, we'll call it a lukewarm uh, take. Do it in a lady voice, huh? No, I I told you I'm, I'm cutting it for now. For now, well maybe we'll bring it back next episode. I hit the quota. Uh, if I go over, it's gonna cost. Me. I want every rant in uh, in a high <laughs> pitched female voice, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I honestly think that uh, my lukewarm take uh, is that for any of these teams that are re- really in a rebuild right now, so, you know, uh, the Pistons, the Magic, uh, uh, the Houston Rockets, another team. But I think that all yep. these teams that are in a definite rebuild, I think that the Pistons definitely have the brightest future right now. Uh, that are yeah. at least are in the best position to have a bright future uh, based yeah. on. You know, how their money's allocated, who they've got uh, signed right now. Cause again, some of these teams, you know, they still have these, like uh, even the Cavs, I mean, they still have their Kevin Love signed there. They've got to deal with that before you can really look at them as someone who can build towards the future. Cause when you have a, a $30 million elephant in the room, it kind of, uh, it makes yeah. things a little unsettling, makes things a little bit difficult to, uh, to really look ahead because you don't really know how things are going to be sitting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I think the, of the teams right now in full rebuilds, it's Detroit and OKC who have the mm-hmm. brightest future because OKC's got their whole bag of uh, or, or, or war chest, yeah, war chest yeah. of picks that will one day expire. I might not be alive, but uh, <laughs> um, but what I really like about what they've both done is with the Pistons with Cade and uh, SGA on the Thunder, two yeah. guys who are just really easy to pair other players with because they're they're guys who are really you know, versatile, they're both guards, but they've got size and who are going to, you know, have shown that they can be good playmakers and um, really elevate the play of other guys around them. And uh, that's easy when you've got those player, that type of player as your corner cornerstone, it's easy to draft, um, you know, pick your poison of, of who, whoever's coming out in the draft. If you want to draft a big guy or a wing, you've got all different type of, uh, you've, you've got options. Um, whereas sometimes if you've got a big guy or you've got a kind of ball stopping kind of scoring wing, yep. like someone like Anthony Edwards, or it's, it's a little harder to know which guys are going to fit well next to them, who you can plug in. So, yeah. so I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing for sure. All right. Well, I mean, Jordan, I think that uh, we pretty much talked about as, about as much uh, Detroit basketball as we can. Oh uh, yeah. More than I ever thought. I would yeah, before. really? Wow. That was, uh, <laughs> After this, we'll we'll be like, hey, Kate Cunningham had a dunk, pretty cool. Uh, and that, uh, that's talking Detroit basketball. Uh, so we're gonna move on now to uh, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, these guys added Chris Dorte with the 13th overall pick and Isaiah Jackson at number 22. Uh, they re-signed T.J. McConnell, a good old honky he is. Uh, Tory Craig and Kiefer Sykes. That guy's. I'm not. I don't know. I've never seen this guy in my life, but that that's a white guy. Um, no, if it's, it's not, not, I, it's I, not. okay, sure, sure, it's not. Kiefer, uh, no, it's not, it's not. Kiefer Sykes. Uh, but it's not, I, I'm telling you. Okay. I've never even seen this guy before. This is the first I'm hearing of him. Is he a rookie? No, they said he picked him on free agent. Maybe he's an undrafted free agent. The I'm, hell? I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. If, some, if somebody, no, but I can here, confirm, not a white guy, but Kiefer Maybe there's is, like a uh, huge, maybe there's a huge Kiefer Sykes like fan base where. <laughs> gonna lose like all of our listeners they're gonna cancel us he's he's african-american asshole uh and then uh after that he's 27 uh and so i don't know 
Where are these guys playing in Europe or something? I don't know. I'm not worried about Kiefer Sykes, man. If I even see him <laughs> step foot on a court, I'm going to freak out. Uh, after that, they uh, they also lost Aaron Holiday in a trade to the Washington Wizards, uh, as well as letting Doug McDermott walk to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, yeah. So, again, we kind of talked about them a little bit to lead off the podcast, Jordan. I mean, I'm not out on the Pacers, but I'm definitely not in. Uh, they finally yeah. moved on from uh, former Raptors co- assistant coach Nate Bjorkston. I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, he apparently was an absolute psychopath nut job. So, I mean, <laughs> not a bad move. And then they bring in uh, a consummate professional in Rick Carlisle uh, yeah. who can really get the job done. Great head coach. Uh, so, I mean, I'm optimistic even just from bringing Rick Carlisle in. Uh, I mean, when you get a coach like that, that can really – not just turn around, uh, you know, your game plan, but really put in a winning culture into a team that's kind of had some struggles. I mean, they had that flash that maybe they could uh, put something together when Victor Oladipo was at his LNBA best. Uh, obviously, the the ACL injury uh, pretty much derailed his uh, his career from that standpoint, which was really unfortunate because he seemed like he was going to be a really exciting player to watch. Uh, yeah, and was starting to really live up to that number two overall pick moniker. Uh, but again, they still have, you know, they've got Malcolm Brogdon, they've got Karis LeVert, Demondis Sabonis, Miles Turner. Uh, I mean, they're, yep. they're young. And now Chris Dorte, uh, they, they've got a lot of young guys who are proven and ready to go. Uh, so, I mean, maybe it's the coaching change that can really finally get them to push past and, uh, you know, maybe make some noise in the season uh, and maybe who knows, make a, uh, make a competitive playoff series win. Yeah, I agree. Like they're in this case, their biggest, offseason signing was was the head coach um i think he'll make a i mean just moving on from a coach who had who clearly was such a you know for whatever reason i won't pass the judgment on old nady boy but it, the did not work in the the pacers yeah. locker room so you move on from him you don't just move on from him you get rick rick carlisle who's gonna really you know command a lot of attention in in the locker room he's such a respected coach been around forever mm-hmm. uh one of the you know quietly one of the best coaches in the league um, for yeah, a good decade, um, or well, more than a decade, but especially yep. since the, uh, the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Mavericks in 2011 won that, won that title. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I think if, if anyone's going to be able to get as much, you know, squeeze as much, you know, mm-hmm. winning juice out of this, uh, as this team is, squeeze, as the, juice possible, boys. squeeze the juice, <laughs> well, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be, um, Carlisle for sure. And I mean, I love Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I think he's uh, definitely a, uh, uh, one of the better starting point guards in the leagues provided you've got other guys around him. You know, he's not going to put up crazy scoring numbers or anything like that, but he's just solid all the way around kind of an old school point guard that way. I I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially what he brings on defense. Um, And then, yeah, the, uh, their, their collection of wing players and even, you know, getting into the fours and the fives I'm kind of just lukewarm on I don't know how I feel about TJ Warren I know he had turned into MJ in the bubble um, but I I really don't know as a 28 year old small forward who I think it what was the news just just recently he had he has an injury that's going to be kept out yeah he's he's got a foot injury so he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks yeah. so he's going to mm-hmm going to miss uh at least uh, a good chunk of the beginning of the season um and I, I just don't think he's any guy you want to bet your future on um mm-hmm. unfortunately even though you know all props to him for um kind of moving from just just a royal role player who's kind of in a lot of different trades to to a guy who was um 
you know, putting up good numbers on a, on a winning team. But uh, yeah, other than that, you kind of go straight to uh, Miles Turner and uh, Demonis Sabonis and that whole issue, which has kind of been brewing now for a few years. Do they work well together? Which one are you going to yeah. keep? Um, and uh, I, I, I definitely think they would be better off. Uh, the, the Pacers would be better off picking one of them and then getting some sort of return to fill out their, their, you know, either their shooting guard or small forward yeah. um, position uh, to get some more depth there. Yeah. Um, I, I it's it's not that they're, that. yeah, it's not that they're total, you know, it's a colossal failure. They can't work no matter what. It's not like a Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid situation, sure. but I just, I, I, I don't think, I think they're both taking away from the productivity that each of them could be having. If, if uh, you know, they, they were the focal point up there in the front court. Um, and they do have Karis Levert, who's also dealing again with, uh, I think he's got a back issue, so he's going to miss some time. Yeah, um, another guy healthy, with or a, a, a scary health uh, uh, situation there as well. Yes. Created. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what you got for uh, after you sent away Victor Oladipo, who was, like you said, um, you know, a few seasons ago now, but he was in that first round series against the Cavs. I think that was LeBron's last year in Cleveland. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but he had uh, that seven game series um, when he was with the Pacers where he was looking like an all NBA guy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, what you've got now to show for him is even that year. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you've got Karis Levert now to show for it. And uh, I, 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 Levert still has, you know, uh, upside and he's, he's shown when he, when he was on Brooklyn there um, when they snuck into the playoffs that he can, he, his size at, at the wing spot, like he can, he can really do some things, but it's not like he's a young guy. He's, he's already 27. So he's you know, been young. He's been like 22 for 10 years. Well, exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, it adds up. So now a 27 year old guy. Um, so, you know, it's hard to project what he's going to be like and when, when he comes mm-hmm. back, if he's going to be hundred percent. So I don't know if I, um, I, I do like we like we said. I like the Carlisle signing. I think he's going to get what he can get out of these guys, but I just don't know how much that's going to be. Well, know. Jordan, I'm telling you right now, get Miles Turner out of there, ship him out, send him to Boston, send him to wherever the, they tried. They've been trying. They've been trying. Or one of them's been trying. I, I they've been the tied together for so been long. Like the, but... the biggest name in that that mix. I feel yeah. like over the like last two years, they it's been like, like pretty hey, much a word for Turner. Yeah, I know, for Turner. And I've, and I've told you, man, like I, we talked about this in the, our very first episode, the position rankings. Uh, we were talking yeah. about the center position. I mean, I think – I like him. I like Miles Turner. I hate him. <laughs> well, I don't hate him. But I, I don't think Miles Turner and uh, Sabonis should work. Uh, again, it's one of the, it's kind of like the, what we were talking about with, uh, with Jared Allen and Mobley. I don't really like having two bigs like that, two seven-foot guys pretty well on the court at once. Uh, I mean, obviously the length is nice, but – Sabonis isn't really a great defender yet down low, uh, but he brings so much uh, offensively. Uh, I think he's such a slept on player. I mean, I think, I think he's one of those, like he's kind of a popular pick as an underrated guy. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people love to say he's underrated, but it is true. Uh, He can shoot the ball well as a big man, really good at finishing uh, with floaters as well, which is nice to see Uh, good hook shot ability. Uh, Yeah. It really is just, he needs to, you know, up his foot speed a little bit and uh, try and, you know, build some better interior defensive uh, strategy there with him. But again, maybe Rick Carlisle yeah. can point him in the right direction, help him out a little bit. Cause I mean, he had a guy named Dirk Nowitzki he played with and uh, you know, he made him uh, a little bit more serviceable on defense under his time. Yeah. There. Uh, 
and he was a smaller guy and definitely slower. So uh, yes. we'll see what he can, uh, he can work on with Sabonis. But, and again, I think, you know, if you can trade Miles Turner, like he, he Miles Turner isn't a bad player, but people kind of keep looking at him as like a guy, like, yes, he can kind of shoot. And yes, he's about 6'10", and he's very athletic, and he can protect the yeah. rim really well. He's got he's got hops, he's got bunnies, but he just can't put it together, and that's fine. Sometimes you just guys don't live up to it. They kind of hit a ceiling, and they can't break through it and get to that next level. And I feel like that's Miles Turner, uh, pretty much summed up right there. They yeah. he, he just he's so close, and he looks like he's gonna be like a a great player to have, but he's I don't think he's ever gonna get there right now. Uh, it's been the same story every year. So I, I think that right now, if they really want to, you know, move in the right direction, like they could probably get maybe a, a first round pick in like 2023 or 2024, or even something like that, uh, that could, you know, pay off for them. And again, like a, he, there, there'd be a, a, a heated market. I mean, even a team like, uh, like Charlotte could be a nice fit uh, yeah. for Miles Turner. I know they have Mason Plumley and Kai Jones there now, but just as a, a guy to have, uh, you know, as a, essentially a surplus because even he could play as a four uh potentially uh, i don't really believe that he should but yeah. uh, i mean he's versatile enough that you could put him on there and space the floor a little bit with him so uh i think that yeah uh, it, it, they tried the experiment but it, it just doesn't seem to work yeah yeah um and it's hard though because uh, well we we know we well know I like Miles Turner a lot more than you do. I think he's actually kind of slept on, and I think if he were traded away somewhere or got the opportunity to get more minutes, even on the Pacers team, um, and and not necessarily just more minutes, but more more I think more responsibility would be good for him, just more playing time and more, yeah. um, just sort of you know it's it, it, if if he was kind of the the main five on a team who could sort of anchor your defense and got got a little. Bit, bit more shots i think it could showcase what he can do because he does have range and yeah. he was he has been a really good defensive player um he protects the rim nicely for you um he, he's not much of a, a like a playmaker or or sort of uh, not what i consider a uh sort of standout high iq guy which is where he's gotten sure. into trouble a little bit i think it, it hurts his consistency too sometimes like i think he's just uh, yeah. So in that sense, I see what you're saying. Like he does show flashes, but can't do it every night. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad if I would, if I was running the Pacers, um, I wouldn't be mad if they decided to keep Turner and trade Sabonis provided they could get someone back. They could probably get uh, a good package for Sabonis. I'll say that. Well, yeah, well, exactly. Like that's, that's where I think they could, you know, if they pulled the trigger there, they could get, I think they could get more or a better perimeter player uh, mm-hmm. by trading Sabonis than they would with Turner. And then Turner just could be relegated to, uh, uh, you know, more of a defensive-minded big who can be your third or fourth option on offense. Uh, sure. And I think that's that's where he could be uh, most successful. So I don't know. I, I it, it's not an easy choice which one of them I'd, I'd give up. I guess it depends on the trade packages. I'm just not quite as high on Sabonis as other people. I I do really like his game, mm-hmm. but I think there's I think he's kind of kind of pushing against the ceiling of, of how good he can be. I don't know how much more he can add that will, you know, turn him into a perennial all-star or anything like that. I think he's kind of one of these Julius Randle type guys, not that their games are the same, but mm-hmm. the guys who can, um, you know, show flashes uh, of being really, really good players. But uh, when it comes down to it in the playoffs, um, 
I, I just don't see Sabonis with, with the foot speed or doesn't really have the offensive bag um, to, to make him like a really, really good number one option. I could see him being, you know, I, I think on, if we're talking about like championship team, sort of best version of him, I think he could be a great third option. Like kind of like how Chris sure. Bosch was on the heat. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, a guy who can hit some mid-range shots and, and he, he's a good passer, takes after his dad. Um, really, And so, yeah, I don't want to take away from, from the player he is, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, not quite as high on him as, as, as some other people are, but, um, but yeah, whatever they decide to do, they've just got to figure it out. And uh, just, I, I think they, a trade has got to happen sometime down the line to inject some, some new life into them because they haven't been bad enough to pick high in the lottery in the draft yeah. in, in, in years. So they've got to um, like right now, I don't think the team as constructed is uh, giving any, you know, making anyone no. shake in their boots in the East and the, in the playoffs um, as much as they would have liked to think that's the type of team they've had these past few years. It's just not there for them. So you got to find a way to shake things up. I don't know how, but, but uh, yeah, well, I think that's, even, that's even what they got to do. We, we don't see eye to eye in this whole Miles Turner Sabonis thing, man. Uh, we can still be friends. Uh, let's just say that. But uh, don't, I don't know. don't just don't talk to me too much about it. Uh, yeah. But uh, just before we clear up on the Pacers, uh, I just want to say uh, I might have to bite my tongue on this uh, Kiefer Sykes take. Uh, I, I pulled him up, this article from uh, almost about two years ago. Uh, yeah, let me tell you. This guy says Kiefer Sykes is the James Harden of China. So, oh, oh, here we go. 5'11", <laughs> Keeper Sykes is about to come into the league and start dropping 55 on people. So Did you just say 5'11"? Yeah, he's 5'11". Like oh me and this God. guy could battle in the post is what, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. So me and Keeper Sykes, we'll play $100,000. Throw it down. He's probably got it. I know I don't. Uh, <laughs> as we uh, we move on, though, to finish up the Central Division, uh, who, oh, yeah, who, who's left? Who's, oh, yeah, it's the reigning, defending, undisputed NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Larry O.B. last year. Uh, they drafted Sandro, oh, my goodness, Mamakula Shivli at number 54, and Georgios Kalatsiakis, this should be illegal, at number 60. Uh, and then they signed Bobby Portis back, uh, as well as picking up Semi Ojale and George Hill in free agency. And they traded for uh, Grayson Allen, uh, the, the biggest supervillain in the NBA. Oh, uh, Grayson. And uh, they, they lost Sam Merrill uh, to the, the, the trade for Grayson Allen. Uh, and they also lost P.J. Tucker and Bryn Forbes uh, in uh, free agency. I, could, I, I, I wasn't going to start with this. But this is just something I need to like, – I feel we need to talk about. What the hell are they thinking letting P.J. Tucker walk? That guy was a perfect fit for their team, I felt. He did a great <sighs> job in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, he's not like a superstar or anything. But yeah. he they, the money they could have given him was slightly over what they yeah. what he ended up getting from Miami. And, and he would have stayed, for sure. He, he, he wanted he to. Wanted he said to, it. Yeah. He said that yeah. he wanted to stay. He gave him the offer, and they said they didn't want to pay him. And it's like, okay, man, like at least they got Bobby back because he had he was terrific. Yeah. That guy's never going to have to pay for a beer in Milwaukee the rest of his life. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think that was a really big miss in free agency for them to, you know, let uh, to let him walk. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, I'm not, I, 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 won't, I don't think that P.J. Tucker maybe is the thing we need to lead off on. But, I mean, when we look at the Milwaukee Bucks – can they repeat Jordan? Because Giannis is only getting better. Yeah, it's true. Um, though I'd say his surrounding cast probably is going to start to get worse, if not mm-hmm. right now, 
maybe next year. So I, I think I think they do have a good chance to repeat. I think uh, there's a plausible um, you can make the plausible argument that uh, they're the best equipped to beat the Nets because I think the Nets are the standard uh, if you're looking at whether or not you can win. But the Nets might just beat themselves because Kyrie's not getting vaccinated and. Uh, yep. Uh, so we'll see what, what happens there, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's true. Giannis uh, show is showing no signs of, uh, slowing down. He's, he's only going to add things to his game. Cause we know how hard he works yep. and, and how much he wants it too. He's not like one of, he's not, I don't think he's going to be one of these guys who gets their championship and says, all right, I'm good. I think he's gonna, um, He's he's gonna be the same killer that he has been his whole career. For sure, he um, wants to be the goat. He's chasing uh, he's chasing he's chasing goat status for sure. I mean, yeah. his stats yeah. are already low. Like, as, as a twenty six year old, we talked about it before. I mean, there's no question that he's already like in the conversation for the best power forward ever. Uh, yeah. So I mean, when it's all said and done, if he can win another chip or two, I mean, it's totally on the line there. I mean, uh, he's yeah. loyal as well, which is always gonna you know uh, when it comes into the punches and the jabs, it's always something that you know helps elevate guys uh, cases for being yeah, great yeah. players, even though it really doesn't matter where you win, but it's always kind of a little uh, tip of the cap when it's like, Oh yeah, I stayed with this career for 15, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think, I, I think you're right about that. Like he's definitely not going to be a guy that's just going to be satisfied with one. He's going to want to want more. Uh, I think people better hope and pray that he doesn't figure out how to shoot the three ball. <laughs> uh, or shoot free throws or else because that's like the same thing with like Shaq right people said like if he could have shot free throws at like 70% he would have averaged 50 points like yeah it's, yep. it's one of those situations but he's still so young and we've already seen him develop uh, so rapidly uh, I mean it doesn't really matter almost like who's around him he's getting to that point like where LeBron was uh, in his career yep. where you can put just enough serviceable guys that can play a little bit of defense and get him the ball and yeah. he'll make them a contender every year. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's really where he took a big step last year. He's, he's every year become a better facilitator and a better playmaker. Cause he, you know, when back when Jason Kidd was coaching the bucks, it was kind of him and, and well, it was, it was the organization who kind of made the decision. Okay. We're actually going to take this guy who's incredibly tall, but we're going to put the ball in his hands and he's going to be, uh, yep. I think back then uh, Jason Kidd basically said he was going to be the point guard. And so yeah, I think he did run yeah. a lot of point guard minutes. Yeah. And, and since then he's become a better ball handler and a better finisher and a better passer. And he's, he's only gotten better and uh, he is turning into that guy. You're right. Who can um, draw, you know, every single defender is going to be fixed on him because he's such probably the most gift, get one of the most gifted athletes oh, um, sure. other than the, other than the, you know, the dominant centers we've seen in the league, Wilt and Shaq and Kareem. Um, you know, we, we've never seen a guy that tall be, be so mobile and so strong at the same time. It's, it's insane with the longest arms you've ever seen. Um, so he, yeah, he is becoming that guy who can elevate almost anyone, but you know, we, we should look at his supporting cast, I think a little bit more critically because they, they are getting up there in age. Like I think that's part of the reason that, they were able to win last year. You need veterans to win. You need guys who have been yep. there in the big moments. Um, Brooke Lopez had like the weirdest heat check of all time. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in that game six. He got a big block, hit a three, and then he had this yeah. like weird poster dunk. And it was like, yeah. Lopez, what the hell, man? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, right. We have They have the all-time leading scorer in Brooklyn Nets history slash New Jersey yeah. Nets, which is always yeah. a weird stat, isn't it? 
that's very strange. I mean, there was a lot of years where it was just it was him basically averaging twenty-two. Yeah, just yeah. feeding the post and uh, yeah, Robin, bro- Robin must have been his life. Oh God, yeah, it, yeah, he's known for fighting the mascots and uh, <laughs> yeah, Brooke Brooke's Lopez. a champion. <laughs> but uh, but Brooke, he he's thirty-three. Um, even they, they they've got George Hill back now, thirty-five. You know, he he might not see that much playing time this year, but his two kind of running mates on offense, um, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, um, are now both in their thirties as well. Like they're early thirties, so so you know, I I think I think it's going to be um, still another successful year for the Bucks. They're going to go deep for in sure. the playoffs unless yeah. something something crazy happens. Um, I just I, I I've never been that much of a Middleton guy, but he did kind of you know he he proved me wrong last year. <laughs> yeah, Perk uh, Perk thinks uh, Middleton's the, the the Batman in this situation, so we'll uh, we'll see how well, right he is about that. But but you know Middleton, he was he played better than I thought I would ever see him play in the playoffs mm-hmm. last year because I saw him so many times in that Toronto series when Toronto beat uh, beat the Bucks in 2019 um Middleton just he you know he he's always been a great regular season player and a guy who can one of the most versatile offensive games and yep. score from literally anywhere on the court but in the playoffs he just he, he didn't seem to me like he had that kind of killer instinct and ability to rise up in a close game um you know in a close intense atmosphere and and uh um you know give you a dagger but he did that a few times in oh, the yeah. playoffs last year well, when Giannis um, went down, he really stepped up his game. Yeah, yeah, and and he looked like like no one no one obviously on the Suns could guard Giannis, but sometimes it looked like no one could guard Chris Middleton either. Like he was just roving, yep. hitting mid range shots, you know, fading to the side. He he really, I think he proved all the doubters wrong. And same thing with Drew Holiday. But I, I've always loved Drew because I, I love point guards um, who've got a little bit of size and who can play defense. Um, and he just he he proved that everything that the bucks gave up to get him it was it was worth it right away even if uh you know the no no more like championship success comes to the bucks it it was already worth it and uh it's just it is weird though the way they kind of transitioned from being one of the deepest teams in the nba who kind of played a lot of guys that was one of buds you know the the, people criticized him for that all the time in the playoffs nine ten deep um and uh but but now like I'm, I'm i'm thinking about their depth like it's good that they've got divincenzo back this year because he is uh i think he's a perfect fit like uh, a guy who's kind of on the younger side he's only For sure four, yeah. um can can hit shots and uh you know play some defense and can actually get to the rim a little bit like he's a good player and i like pat Connaughton as well um so yeah I, I think definitely in the east and probably in the whole league uh, the only people or the, the only team that can really challenge the nets um, depending on how the Lakers look as the season goes on mm-hmm. um, is, is the bucks. And uh, so they're going to have high expectations again. Um, but uh, I, I think the, the clock is ticking. Like the window is right yeah, now. Definitely. I think, I think they they've got to keep, keep their foot on the gas and uh, Giannis has got to be Superman again in the playoffs, but I could see them winning it all for sure. I'm hoping to see, uh, a, a heat versus bucks the trilogy the rubber oh. match uh in the playoffs and see a 75 to 70 average score because they're oh, that'd be beautiful defense against defense it's going to be like 
punches will be thrown. It'll be insane. It'll be like watching like a like an early like eighties game or something. It'll be Grayson like, Allen is gonna trip someone and oh, put, he'll kick him he'll, in the balls. He'll tabletop uh, Bam out of bio or something, <laughs> and then Donis Haslam will come off the bench and finger wag him <laughs> right in the face like Chucky Hayes, and uh, it'll, it'll be a blast. But I, I mean, want a Grayson Allen and Tyler Hero fist fight right at half court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who has the most drip? <laughs> Well, I, and if you had kind of brought uh, DiVincenzo up there, and we're talking about Grayson Allen as well, uh, I'm actually a big – like, I'm a fan of Grayson Allen's game when he's not being, uh, like, a dirty son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was, he's always been like that. But uh, I think that he actually fits pretty well on the box. Uh, he's uh, about 26 or 27, I believe, now. Uh, he shoots the three ball very well, and he's, uh, he's a good defender, definitely above-average defender. Uh but and, and same with DiVincenzo. So I think when you kind of roll those two back in and out of the shooting guard, and they both can even run the point at times when needed be. Uh, so yeah. I think that moving forward, I think they're definitely going to actually rely. I, 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 I will say this. I think people don't be surprised. You see Grayson Allen actually, you know, step up and maybe start living up to some of those expectations he had, uh, those lofty ones he had in Duke. Uh, yeah. because he's going to have a lot more mainstream media attention now playing next to Giannis. Uh, and yeah. I, I, we're going to see a couple games where Grayson Allen's really going to surprise some people. And same with Dante DiVincenzo, because uh, he, he's a young guy. He plays so hard on defense, and he's just a perfect complimentary piece. Uh, but yeah. again, I think with a guy like Drew Holiday getting a little bit older, uh, he's already he's dealt with a couple injuries in his past. So I'm yep. sure they're going to be uh, they're going to be cautious with him because they're going to, again, as you said, their window is so, so tight right now uh, to being closed. Uh, so I think that, uh, yeah, they give them some rest and we're going to see some of these young guys kind of have some time to develop. And I'm not saying that the future or they would be able to lead a team by any means. Uh, but if you have them next to Giannis, I mean, anything's possible. I think that they could definitely uh, be a big help there. Uh, but yeah, I, I do agree though, that right now, I think them and the nets are probably the one and two uh, in the yeah. East, as far as it goes, uh, there, it, it they're the defending champs. They're going to have that swagger about them as well. Uh, it's yeah. very rare that you see a team come in and they don't have that swagger, that that belief every single game that they can win because they're the champions. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have, as we we talked about there, like they don't have a lot of these key guys gone. Uh, no, no. DJ Tucker is one of the only rotational guys that's not going to be back. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they they've got they've got some hoopers there. Uh, they've got the good mentality and. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Coach Bud still gets fired if they don't win the championships. It kind of seems like people just have a vendetta against that guy. Well, right. and, and he has to be the most hated coach that's ever won multiple coach of the years, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's it's such a yeah. People people on Twitter in this day and age, so many Twitter coaches uh, who who who's supposedly know exactly what they're talking yeah, about. You yeah. know, they 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 deserve an NBA coaching job for sure. But but can't make adjustments. What's going on here? But you know, <laughs> yeah. He, well, they see one, so I think that's got to all reset. You know, go yeah. back to zero on that. He, for, for for God's sake. I mean, I I I I got where the criticism was coming from, especially when they were kind of flaming out. Um, especially that year against Toronto, I think he got out coached by Nick Nurse. 100%. For sure. I'm not um, saying he's one of the best coaches, like, in, no, like, like a top five guy, but I mean, I think there's a lot of coaches out there uh, and a lot of teams that would really like to be or like to have uh, boot and hold. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 From the, from the pop coaching tree. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just, uh, th- that whole team had so much to prove uh, breaking through like Middleton, like is, is he, is he, can he be an actual second fiddle on a championship team? Nobody knew. Can sure. Bud be a champ- championship coach? Because even when he was with Atlanta, that 60-win team, and 
got swept out of the out of the playoffs. Um, so he had questions, um, and uh, and yeah, so you uh, got to be happy for them. I, I'm I I still love that we beat them. That was a beautiful beautiful moment in Toronto in uh, 2019 sure. when we we knocked them out. But but you know they've paid their dues. Got to be happy for them. But like what one thing I am really interested to see like this is going to be a tricky sort of period over the next few years in terms of team building because this is going to be the last window where drew holiday and brooke lopez and chris middleton can win a chip as productive players yep. but it is not the last window that Giannis can because he's a oh, lot younger than those guys so yeah. so i'm i'm interested to see how the bucks if they plan on keeping him uh for for his whole career like you said which Giannis i think would be happy to do uh you know stay in milwaukee for for as long as you know it's humanly for, possible pretty well yeah, yeah for, for as long as possible but how they're going to kind of inject youth into that team um, mm-hmm. while still being competitive now like it's not going to be an easy thing once those guys start getting up there in age you've already committed a lot of money to them um, how are you going to surround Giannis with guys who are a little bit younger who can hopefully compete for a championship down the line with him um, and uh, so that'll be interesting to see uh, as we go forward well, I think that we've pretty much summed up this division to a T. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. We're going to be right back uh, with a brand new episode every Monday and Friday, guys. Uh, and we're also going to be throwing in some bonus content out there, uh, similar to how we, we structured the uh, the all-meme team draft. We hope you all enjoyed. Uh, the next yeah. division we are going to be looking at is the Northwest Division. We're going uh, out west. Going out west, baby. Northwest. Definitely some interesting uh, teams out there, some contenders, maybe a few pretenders. We're going to get through that. Uh, But uh, again, thank you everybody for joining us today. And uh, just like my friend Jordan always says. Yeah. When, uh, when one door closes, uh, just go around the back. Back of what? Just the back of whatever the, the entity is, you know, it's a house, it's a factory, whatever it is. The door closes, right? Can you picture a door closing? Yeah. Door Door closes. Yeah, yeah, I think I've slammed a few doors. But basically, when that happens, oh, you go around the back and you go. It'll be open. The back door is always open. That's right, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the second part. Yeah. The door, door closes. What's the saying? When the door closes, go around the back. The back